when you've been withholding yourself, living a pure lifestyle, and you ain't even coming close to nothing, you best believe I want to try everything in a safe, loving environment with a person that I love and trust more than anybody in the world. Let's jump off the dresser, sir. Come on now. The island in the kitchen? Okay. Huh? The living room chair? Bet. I'm big, but I'm flexible. And I'm, listen, let's try, because it'll be all in good context, right? It'll be all for the glory of God. That's warfare. That is warfare. When you are having sex in a biblical context, that is warfare. Let's go to war. Why, why is it warfare, Felicia? And it, you, listen, this is how people will be like, well, how do you know that you're meant to be married? Because the devil don't want me married. He wants me to be a hoe. Come on now. I aim to make emotional healing a global norm through cultivating candid discussions about love. My parents got married and divorced to each other three times. Or you can look at it as they kept trying. In the end of my father's life, that's what he told me. I aspire to mend marriages. I'm intentional about loving her mm-hmm. because um, now I understand that, you know, I was able to be free and loving me, then I can love her. Reignite hope for singles seeking future relationships. How can you glory in being single and want a companion at the same time? How can you not? You're only going to be as, as successful as a wife as you were at a single. And inspire men to lead their homes in accordance with biblical principles. When I made my vows, I told God that I was going to take care of this gift. This is my gift. And I was obligated to see after him and him alone. Join me on this journey where these heartfelt and vulnerable conversations form the patchwork for the quilt that will envelop my future wife. I have uh, accepted their opinions without criticism. And uh, the theme is that I'm happy and I want to be happy in the future. I'm LaTerrace R. Whitfield. Welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. Welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. I'm your host, LaTerrace R. Whitfield. Listen, we're in season eight. Are you still shacking up with us? If you're still shacking up with us, come on. Can we get a commitment? Hit that subscription button and subscribe. Make sure you turn on your notification bell so you'll be notified about upcoming episodes. And while you're at it, just go ahead and hit that like button. Found out that when you hit that like button, it makes it um, become recommended on YouTube. So let's do our part. We're on the road to hitting 500,000 subscribers. We want to make sure we hit that by April the 15th the four-year anniversary of the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Can y'all believe that? Y'all been rocking with me for a long time. But listen, there's a link in the description. Hit that link and sign up for our melon list. We're going to have an amazing four-year anniversary party. Uh, We're also going to be doing some retreats this year. We're going to be taking the Dear Future Wifey podcast on tour this year. So a lot of y'all hit me up and say, why don't I know about you when you come to our city? Well, that's how you'll find out. Sign up for the melon list so we can have some amazing touch points. Well, today's episode, we're going to have fun. We're in the month of love. This is the beautiful month of February, Black History Month. And so what better 
guest than to have this amazing queen. Welcome to the Dear Future Wifey podcast, my homie, Felicia Hooper. How you doing? I'm good, Latiris. How you doing, baby? Now, now, Felicia, that's not how you talk. Now, Felicia, Listen, you... I told you, every time I hear your name, I have to put on the New Orleans accent, okay? Because it just sounds like I need to say Latiris. So when you say my name, you got to go into your New I Orleans... I have to. It sounds like a New Orleans name, Latiris. Latiris, okay. Latiris, how okay. you doing, baby? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. <laughs> so those that don't know you, how can you give them a little synopsis about who you are? Um, I come from a very broken background, but I feel like I am a walking billboard for what God can do with someone who comes from a lot of trauma and a lot of mess and what it looks like to make a message mm. out of that person. So I, I get excited to share my story. So, so how do you, how do you leverage your social media? What, what do people, what do people see when they come onto any one of your pages? Um, I, I hope they see joy, like literally the joy of the Lord. Um, I obviously have bad days, but most of the time I'm okay. And it took God to get me there. Um, making people laugh is so very much like it just is everything to me. When people say how funny I am or I get these messages like, oh, your video made my day and I was having such a bad day or in the comments, I just lost my mom and I needed it like that. Just, oh, my gosh, that does everything for me. So, well, let me ask you this. Do you know how I came to the knowledge of who you were? Okay, let me know. Let's hear it. People kept sending me your videos when you were doing these videos about your dear future husband. Yes, yes. And they kept saying, <laughs> you need to have her on the podcast. They sent that to me probably for about six months. And I wow. said, let's see, let's see who this is. And so I went to your page and I started hearing you going into these different accents. I was like, this girl is absolutely hilarious. Yes. So... For those that don't know, what were these videos you were doing about your future husband? They just were a joke. And it's funny because people will come to my page and be like, oh, I have never seen anyone this thirsty. For <laughs> <laughs> Baby, I'm plenty hydrated, okay? I mean, they... It's just a theme of the page. Like, so, I'll do so their we, husbands. So, so, the husbands, what would you talk about? Give an example. Just go into so an improv I say, I would say if, if, if my husband from around the world, or, or wherever my husband is from, from around the world, you know, I'm, I'm ready for him. Whether he be Indian, and then I'd go into my Indian accent. Whether he be British, I'll go into the British accent. So, it's just a theme of my page. I do right. a lot of different things from around the world. Um, and so, they, they yes, look at that as being thirsty? That's what they think. They th Plenty of juice in my cup. And they just really be... Like, oh, this is de this makes you look desperate. But they don't understand because they don't actually follow me right. that this is the theme. Yes. Right. I do baby showers from around the world, funerals around the world, several different videos of things. I have not seen funerals from around the world. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, it's pinned at the top of my uh, my IG. So you can go watch it. <laughs> Felicia, you did fun funerals. Funerals from around the world. Mm -hmm. So 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 give me one of them. So, so I would be in the video and I'm in New Orleans at a funeral and I'm looking over the casket. I say, uh-uh, baby, this funeral so ghetto, baby. They don't even have no tissues in here. They using paper towels. How we supposed to wipe with paper towels? Okay. Then I'll be Vietnamese. Honey, who do the eyebrow for her? She looks so pretty, but her eyebrow don't look good. I don't like this one. Next time, let me do, I do better. So... <laughs> You know, just from he said just, he said a lot of times when you're you're doing different accents, sometimes you get a little 
pushback from people that that's saying that. Mm-hmm. What, what, what do they say? Listen, anytime I do the Asian or the Indian specifically, I'm just a whole racist. Not for any of the other ones. Not that that gum Southern white woman that comes out of me every now and then. Not that one. Not the British. They never say a word about it. They think I'm the big black Mary Poppins. They love it. But for the Asian or the Indian, honey, I'm a whole racist. It's crazy. How do you address that? I just say, listen, if you don't have a sense of humor, I cannot help you with that. Good. I love everybody in the world. Yes. I would hope that you think I'm do- doing, you know, paying tribute yes. to this culture. I'm not saying anything negative. You know, I understand that some people will always look for something to say. And I get it. And I'm fine with it. Today's episode is titled Hopeful for Love. How does that resonate with you? Hope, I'm hopeful. Listen, I um, have never been married, never dated, never had a boyfriend. And a lot of people cannot believe that for some reason. I don't know why it's so hard to believe, but it just well, is. Well, put your age. And you've, you've never had these things in your how old? I'm 35. Never been married. Never dated. Right. Never even been on a date. I went on one date in 2022, and it was eh. What made it eh? It there was no connection. There was just uh, he was he was shorter than he put on, baby. Um, well, you, you met him on a dating site. Yes. So someone convinced me to get on Hinge. I, I stayed on there for all of 72 hours. So hit it off with this one dude on the app. Um, we met up at Lazy Dog Restaurant, and it just was like, no. Within five minutes, I was like, oh, no, this ain't it. Five minutes? Five minutes. Why? All I needed was five. Um, he started talking about how I was—he's like, I didn't realize you were so spiritual. I'm really not into, you know, people who are super spiritual like that. Oh, well, if you don't like my Jesus, honey, I don't. this ain't going to work. What were you saying that made him say that in the first five well, minutes? Well, because I wanted to say grace over the food. That's it. Baby, they ain't finna poison me with you here. And me not pray over my food. You don't know who ain't washed their hands back there. And you don't want me to pray. You should you should be grateful that that I'm praying over this food. And so, I never had anybody to pray. You never had a woman to bless the food when y'all went out to eat? Poor you. You probably done ate all kind of salmonella. And <laughs> I don't listen, but that made me too spiritual. And so he's looked at that as a bad thing. And then what did he do from that point? He did just kept get- talking about, you know, you know, I never, he then starts to talk about his background, his religious background, his family's Catholic. He doesn't really go to church. He doesn't believe in the religion aspect. He was like, I believe there's a God. Um, I don't know if I believe in hell. Uh, let, mind you, everything's tuned out. I'm just ready for my wings so I can get up out of here. I'm tuned out of everything after the first. You didn't you, you see there's an opportunity to witness to him. I did. I tried. I said, well, you know, God, you know, loves everybody. <laughs> I was hungry, though, so, so I couldn't be too much witnessing. It had to be some getting, some eating and some getting. At this point, you know, I'm just trying to I'm, I'm just trying to let it go by smooth. You know, I'm, I'm trying to be like nice, obviously, because um, I, I would never judge you for your background. Right? right. I don't care what your background is. That's on you. So he right. starts to tell me how he grew up and. You know, when he got married, he tried to go back to church. His wife wanted to go to church. Uh, he was divorced because he, oh, that was another thing. He was divorced, which he didn't tell me that on the app. Uh, but the reason he was divorced 
was wild. What's up, Lit Fam? This is your boy, Latera Star Whitfield. Now, I made you a promise that I would do a better job on fostering this community. So I need you to do me a favor. I want you to take this seven-day challenge. Hit the link in the description to sign up for the mailing list and or text LIT to 866-577-0925. That's text LIT, L-I-T, to 866-577-0925. Man, gosh, we got some exciting things to tell you about. I'm about to send you some emails and some text messages so that we can get our minds thinking. Also, this coming up Monday, February the 12th, is the launch of the amazing song that will be the wedding song of the year. You, Dear Future Wifey, performed by none other than David Michael Wyatt. So what I want y'all to do is mark your calendars at 8 a.m. Central Standard Time. I want you to go purchase You, Dear Future Wifey, anywhere you buy uh, your favorite music. Go to those sites. Let's blow this thing up. February the 12th, right in time for Valentine's Day. <sighs> Can't wait to connect with y'all. Some exciting news coming soon. He had cheated on her nine times. Um, and I was just like, okay. So, you know, I'm just sitting here listening. But mind you, I'm already tuned out, so it doesn't matter. Good luck to the next sister you tell that to. <laughs> Um, cause I'm telling you, I was already checked out. I just wanted to get my free meal. So you were checked out just because he said he didn't come from a religious background? No, I w well, because I'm too spiritual for him. We're uh, not uh, a match. Okay. He said that to you. Right. That you're too I'm spiritual. too yeah. spiritual for him. You know, I never, I didn't realize you were so spiritual. Oh, he was a Mexican. So I have to put on the Chola accent or whatever. Fool. How you say, how you say like, he was like, I didn't realize you were so spiritual and everything. Like I never had nobody like pray over the food and everything. <laughs> So he was he was Mexican. So why did you go? Why did you go into your Mexican accent when you said it back to him? Just a habit, fool. Like it's whatever, homes. It's easy for me to do. Like I grew up around them and everything, fool. So, so you're open. You're open to all of different course. nationalities and cultures to get married. Absolutely. So it's Absolutely. not just a video you're doing when you're saying if your husband is from these different nationalities or background. You're open. Right. If we both agree that Jesus is Lord, <laughs> okay, you believe everything that's in that holy Bible, not the holy Quran, not Buddha's God to life, none of that. If you believe that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior then I don't really care what your nationality is. Good, good, good. And so so, so the only date you've been on in the last, going on three years, was a Hispanic guy in 2022. That's the only one of life. I've never done oh, another life, one. Oh, in life, yeah. Never done another one. Never had another date. Was it, So tell me what that experience was like. I have people DM me and they say that they haven't been on dates in a while or they've been married and now they're back in the dating scheme and so they're afraid to get out there. Um, but what was that for you for the very first time to go on a date? Were you I nervous? I had way too high of expectations. What you mean? <laughs> I was just, I mean, expectations were way up there. Explain. You know, I just thought it was going to be like the movies, you know, this magical day. He was going to bring me flowers and it just didn't, you know, but again, I'm basing this off of no prior experience. So I'm just hopeful, right? Hopeful for love. Okay. Hopeful for a good old date. That's going to be magical and have all these things. And it just, it was just, eh, you know, glad we got that first one out the way. Did y'all do a second one? No, we did not. 
So did he ask you for a second one? We did not. He did not. I think he knew. We both knew. There's no no. So did you at least enjoy the experience? Now I know it's uh Oh, I enjoyed my wings for sure, baby. They was <laughs> listen. Them wings extra crispy all flat. Did it. So that was it. That the was, that's night was salvaged. From the wings. From the wings. From Lazy huh? Dog. Lazy Dog. Now. If you ever want to be a sponsor for the Dear Future Wifey podcast, Listen. here's your call out. Lazy Dog. Okay. Which I love. Their barbecue uh, vegan burger. Yeah, and see, yes. I love their peanut butter and jelly burger. It sounds strange. I saw it on the menu. I will never it, try it. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's the, something different, but it's a blessing. <laughs> Maybe because I like PB&J, though, already. I just never pictured it with a burger, but it works. It works. It works. I love mm. it. And so that was the first date. So why didn't you go out again? You're still on this app. Why have you tried that again? No, I immediately uh, wiped my information, deleted the app off my phone. Why? I was like, Tell I me just, why. I, don't, I never wanted to be on there in the first place. I'm also the type of person who believes in, like, organic connection i personally now i'm not gonna rule out dating apps completely maybe i'll try it again one day um but i love an organic connection meet me at trader joe okay target whole foods okay hint hint is that a hint was that yeah a hint? that was a hint i'm always at whole foods target trader joe's sprouts on occasion okay so lisa why are you naming every place that has food was that a was that a dick? I'm asking you a question. Why could you say some other places? Uh, well, okay, because that well maybe because I don't go nowhere else. <laughs> I mean, unless you want me to plug Embassy City Church, we know where I'm at on Sundays. But really and truly, I don't get out. Would you talk to a guy at church? I would. Are you are you like a part of organizations and small groups where you get a chance to interact with guys? I'm not. I'm not. Why not? Uh, you know, I don't know. That's that. Maybe I'll take that little note and because I, I believe, and I've always thought of this in the past, it's never happened. But you know, in my fairy tale world, is to meet somebody at church and and all that stuff is yeah. never ever happened. But I always say, why don't? Why aren't there a lot of testimonies from that where people be like, oh, I met my my husband. We were serving in the same life team or we were mm -hmm. working in the singles ministry or we were on the praise team. And yeah. then we end up getting together. Like, why don't we hear? I haven't had one testimony of anybody. I've done over 100 and some interviews and nobody said they met somebody at church. Uh, you know, hey, I'm open to it. I, I'm open to meeting someone I just prefer it to be an organic connection like that. You know, people be catfishing, you know? I could get, listen, I'm a big girl, but on the app, I can say, uh, I can hit a respiration. I'm 165. I get her. Okay? I can be 165 on that app. So you said he lied about his height on the app? Clearly. What did he say he was? I don't remember what it said, but I know I wouldn't have looked if it would have said under something because, <laughs> listen, I don't, at that time, I was certainly not mature enough for a shorter man anyway. Because listen, I'm a big girl. I grew up, I grew up hefty. Tell people how tall you are then. I'm five, five, eight and a half. Okay. Um, according to the last time I was measured. Um, and so you wouldn't date, back then, you wouldn't date a guy that was shorter than what? Five, nine. <laughs> um, because... 
Listen, I, the, when you grow up and you get made fun, listen, I was grateful that as a bigger girl, like a heftier child, you know how they always got that one fat kid that's popular? That, yeah. was, that was me. Okay. Like, I was very popular. Everybody liked me. I was friends with everybody. I really enjoyed high school. I did not have those bullying problems that most chunky kids have. I just didn't. I don't know if it's because I was funny. I sing. But one way... Um, the broken version of me, one way that I would always get through is I would make jokes, right? So about myself before you can do it, yeah. I'm going to laugh at myself. I'm going to talk about myself before you can. Yeah. So we would have these roasting battles in the cafeteria. And if they were short, they got ate up. Because <laughs> I know you coming for me being fat, but I'm about to come for your height, bro. So the old me couldn't have dated a short man for sure because he'd get mad and call me Respution. I'm going to say... Not, not this coming from the Lord Farquaad himself, <laughs> sir. There are those who think little of you. It seems that your jokes are in short supply. <laughs> Listen, we, we not. I was not ready. They be ready to swing on you, don't they? Get mad at them. <laughs> you shouldn't have been talking mess. Leave me alone, and I will leave you alone. It was really that simple. We would have rap battles and everything. I would I would eat them all up. You can rap? Absolutely. You know I got to ask you to do something. Oh, God, Darius. You tell <sighs> me you would freestyle? Yeah, I would, but I'm not going to do it here because I ain't ready. But I used to do it in high school all the time. We would just be sitting at the table, and I would just be – it would be a roast battle, though. Like, I had some oh, – like, I would come for him. yeah. You'd be rapping and, and – and, and roasting. Now I only roast – Meat in the crock pot. That's it. I have given up my roasting days because, listen, I'm not about to be a comedian who jokes on other people at their expense. Like, I don't I don't like that. You know what I mean? I feel like you can be funny without making fun of other people, um, even though they swear that's what I do with the accents. It's not me making fun. It's, it's yeah, you know. It's, it's, tr it's a tribute. It's literally, yeah. But, um, yeah, I just, I can't, yeah, I'm not into it anymore. And so... Do you feel like you're a comedian? Do you do you ever want to do stand up? Or do I you do stand up? I I just haven't been given the opportunity. Make but your I would opportunity. love to. Uh, yeah, that's what they say, you know? No, I, you make your opportunity. So this 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 watch what happens right here. So look, so it's a lot of people that watch the podcast, a lot of people that are uh decision makers in churches or whatnot. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you somebody's going to book you Listen. to come and host um, something at their church yeah, where you're going hosting, which I but, love. But that's where you test out your, st your stand up. Perfect. Thank so you. So what you do is when you do a stand up, because I actually manage uh, Whitney, the one who wig fell off. Okay. And so her fear is to stand on stage and do a whole stand up. But I said, what you need to do is while you're hosting, you're doing little bits. So before you bring up the next act or the next whatever event as you're uh, curating this moment, take that five to seven minutes to do a stand-up routine in between each one of those. And then as you keep doing that at, yeah. at all these events, you'll put together a whole hour set, okay. you know, and you're able to test it out. You're like, okay, that wasn't funny. Yeah, like this. Yeah, and you yeah. just, and you're saying you're not here. I'm not here to make you laugh anyway. I'm just the MC. Yeah. But then you're testing stuff out on them like that. And then okay. by the end of the day, you do your whole stand-up and then we'll see you on Netflix. And you Listen, have a, next you have to a, Cat Williams. There it is. <laughs> what would you say to Cat uh, Williams? 
I mean, he's. I love Cat. You know, I love beyond you, you, all the the crazy. What do you think about the interview that he did? You watch I think it? He, I think he was very well spoken. Yeah. Um, I was very surprised, not because he's well spoken, but just that he was so vulnerable, that he was so like unafraid and unapologetic. Yeah. Very brave. Um, no, I don't care about none of the stuff he said against this person or that person. I'm not there. I don't know what's true and what's not. But I applaud him for telling his truth and be and standing on that and being so bold. And yeah. he was still so funny, even when he wasn't trying to yeah. be. Yeah, hilarious. So, Just yeah, talking he's a, he's a cool hilarious. dude. So when you look at your life, let's go back to little young Felicia. Mm-hmm. When people hear you been the age you are and they don't, they say, well, so why haven't you been on a date? Have you been the type that you haven't valued dating? You haven't yeah. even tried? You, you just... Uh, stated that in high school or even growing up, period, you were the popular kid. So if you're popular and you're making everybody laugh, that means you're able to attract, you're able to draw people in. So why hasn't that transitioned into a homecoming date, a prom date? Man, I would love to, when I get before Jesus, ask him that very question. Like, you didn't put a little laugh trickle in his heart to say, hey, let me take her (laughs) to the prom. Because I was always going with friends. I was everybody's friend. But no one looked at me that way. And I'm glad that I'm who I am now. Like, people be like, where did you get all this confidence? God. Because for the longest, I felt like being a bigger girl automatically disqualified me from being attractive. Even though people be like, your face is so pretty, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but they don't want all this extra me. (laughs) You know? Some people just don't. And that's fine. But there's a lot of, hold on now. There's a lot of men that love, love big women. And and I understand that now. Have, have you even met them in your DMs? Not a single worthy opponent. I shall not get into what is in my DMs. But they are not worthy. They do not know the Lord. And they want to get me off course. I shall not allow it. I Felicia, shall not allow Felicia, it. what they be saying to your deals, Felicia? Listen. What they be saying? They try to get you off course First of all, a lot of people say think I look like Lizzo. So one guy straight up was like, oh, my God, I'm obsessed with Lizzo. And, like, you look just like her. Like, I would love to. Like, I have the. Like, he started telling me about his sexual fantasies with Lizzo. So first of all, my name is Felicia. Okay. All right. Uh, second of all, go to her DMs. Why do, in mind, if you have a fetish for her, go over there. Go to the Yitty page. She's always got a two-piece on over there. Okay? Don't come over here. Or they'll say, I've always wanted to, you know, I, oh, this is the big one. Uh, I know them them big girls got that best, the best, <laughs> da, da, da. I can't say it. You know, this is a family-friendly podcast. <laughs> and I feel like... That's what they say. They be like, they, 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 y'all got the best. How, how do you? That's the pickup line. It sounds like you've been exploring. <laughs> and I, and if that is the case, I certainly do not wish to be a part of the journey. So, go on, sir. Go on. So they just come, they come at you, they straight up, they ain't even yes. trying to beat around the bush. They not. No. Or they'll pretend that they're like, oh, I bet you are such a good woman. You have such a great personality. I'll marry you in a heartbeat, blah, 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 blah. Okay, what ifs? I'm not going to, like, I don't really take them serious, right? Like, again, this is a DM, an organic connect. And then, you know, some people, I believe, have tried to create fake profiles just to see what I'll say. Mm-hmm. These military profiles. 
Felicia. Like. Felicia. Why you got to be a soldier in the army of the Lord? And you compare the two. (laughs) Well, I don't know if they think that that makes them, you know, impressive, but. So what did they say? They'll say things like, um, (laughs) oh, when I get back, when I get back home, I'd love to hang out with you. I'd love to see you. I'll fly you out to see me. Blah, blah, blah. Listen, I'm capable of providing my own plane ticket should I wish to travel. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's just always weird. So, the DMs are always so, very so weird. What, and I don't want to give them the, the, the verbiage on how right. to shoot they shot at you. But when you say organic, you don't find that it's organic if they DM you um, or is this how maybe there's I've never, a, maybe I've never been open to it. Really? Maybe I've never been super open to where I pay it real attention. Right. So. So have you, if you look back at some of the DMs, have you seen someone actually be respectful when they've DM'd you? Yes. Um, one guy I actually kept conversing with. We we chatted. Very handsome man. He's a bit older. Um, but he was very sweet. He like we we were cool. We were kicking it. Is my eye watering? No. I feel like it is. Oh, um, it's, it's glazing. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's tearing up a little bit. But um, as you think about this old man, is making oh me my get gosh, listen. Go ahead, go ahead, wipe your eyes. It is the heat. (laughs) The heat of the conversation, darling. Um, So he's so, well, what's the age range that you would date? So I'm 35. So I really would love somebody to be between 35 and 40, ideally. Five years. Um, Well, and then I thought about that and I was like, "Mm, maybe we should take it up a notch. So honestly, I don't really have a, I must, I don't really, I can't really say what the cap is. Well, we ain't going to get an 80-year-old or something, but, you know. How old was the guy you talking about? Okay, so he is late 40s. He's late 40s, very handsome gentleman, very nice. But we started talking. I finally was like, I was giving him the open door. Like, ask for my number, bro. Like, we said, like, ask for the number. So he wasn't taking the hint. So finally I said, "I'm I'm not about to play games. And at your big age... You shouldn't want to play games either. Now, the door's been open for a while for you to ask for my number. How long? How long? It was, we. I mean, we had had, I can't even, we had had so much conversation. Was it six months, two months? Oh, no. It, it had been like one week. But still, <laughs> why, weren't, why are we going to keep talking on Instagram, sir? <laughs> so <laughs> I know everybody that's listening to this thought it was some time. This girl said one week. Well, <laughs> we're grown who communicate who keeps talking having full conversations in instagram dms like come on am i wrong is Felicia, that weird well it, is it normal well, to I, don't do know, that? I don't know how long y'all were talking now if y'all giving because i ain't gonna be having long drawn out like paragraphs yeah that. that's what it is he wants to have like no like we can do this in a phone conversation you so so is that not okay for me to be like that Tell the truth, because I don't know. I'm saying that, what did you say? How did you voice your concern? What did you say? I said... um, Because I know you say big age and all that. it seems like we're vibing. So, you know, the door's open, sir. I don't don't know what you're going to do, but the door's open. Like, I'm literally saying stuff like this. Is that what you said? That's exactly how I said it. That's how I started it. Yes. I didn't just hit him. Okay. Yes. So I'm like, okay, the door's open, blah, blah, blah. If I had my phone on, I would show you, but... And then he was like, he just kept saying things back. And here we go again into another conversation. I said, okay. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, I got to do this for you. When you ask for my number, I'll answer this next question. It like, And then what did he say? He still kept talking. <laughs> he still kept having 
Conversation. Th- We're not going to do this, sir. So finally, I quit talking. And then the next thing you know, well, what's your number? You should have did that a long time ago, sir. Now I don't know if I want to talk to you. <laughs> now I believe the bag has been fumbled. Huh? So I went ahead and gave it to him. She said, I'll let Nick go I went ahead it. and gave it to him. Okay. A day go by, nothing. Two days go by, nothing. Next thing I know, he messaged me again on Instagram. Sir, at this point, block. Because what we're not going to do is play these. Like, what? tell me why you would do well, that. Well, the, why would you do that? Well, that didn't make sense. And it, I would automatically assume that he's yeah. probably married. He's in a relationship at that point. Because yeah. if he has all that time to type, I don't be having time to be typing long stuff like that. Nobody wants to. And so you, he, you asked for the phone number. You said you gave him the live. You shot, hey. Asked for it. He asked for it. Did right. nothing with it. And then days go by and he's back DMing you. Right. So then he finally hits me up. Okay. We're texting. I'm feeling like I have to pull teeth to converse with you. Oh, he's texting. So you had your phone up then, now he's so texting. So he finally didn't. No, this is after he messaged me there and he saw I wouldn't respond. So then he's texting Because you. I'm like, why are you still talking to me here and you have my number? So then he starts conversing with me via text. Now he's like, literally just hi. So he won't call. No. I also said this as we're texting. Um, well, I don't usually have like full, long, drawn out conversations via text. My fingers are fat. I ain't got time to be trying to, you know. So I prefer phone conversations. <laughs> That's just who I am. He never tried to, he completely stopped responding at that point. So then the next day, don't hear from him. Don't hear from him again. Oh, okay. So we're playing games, right? So I delete his phone number. Yeah. Then randomly, like yesterday morning, I get a text. I didn't even respond. I'm not going to respond. I can understand. That, I just knew it was his number because I know the area code and I don't nobody else. I don't know anybody else from that way. But yeah, like I don't I just be intentional. Like show me like if I open up the door yeah. and let you know that you got access. Yeah. Be wise with the access. Yeah. Right. Like act like you want the access. Well, I can't be mad at that. At first, it, it sounded real like you were like very rigid. And then it was like, no. Nah. You actually, he did have your phone number. He just did nothing with it. Right. When I finally gave it to him. Yeah. After I had to, like, you know what I mean? Like, we're not going to play these games. I just don't. Like, it, you shouldn't be that slow at your big age. And then I did talk to another guy last year. He was a little older as well. For, about 49, actually. 49. Very handsome dude. And I'm thinking to myself, if they're older, they may be ready yeah. to settle down. Yeah. They may be ready. Please. I'm not really ready for a relationship. Sir, you should be ready to be called Papa. What are you talking about? You're darn near ready for Medicare. How are you sitting here telling me you're not ready for a relationship at your big age? Had he been married before? No. Oh, really? No. Oh, yeah. You enjoy that life. I already yeah, know. Yeah. You enjoy that that whole I'm single, I'm handsome, I'm successful okay live it then but don't come over here wasting my time because i got mindsets over here that don't line up with the behavior that you're showing me and i don't have time so he was 49 years old never married did he have any kids did not have a single one no and and he said he wasn't ready for a relationship exactly i ain't really ready for what any day now medicare will send you a letter that says your eligibility what? I don't, I don't, I just, I can't. So I do know age, age ain't nothing but a number. So, but you brought in your expectations that now you will not just date this five-year 
gap. Right. I'm be- open. And I actually am open to a little younger. Um, like I used to say, I'll never date anyone younger than me. But I will say, like, I'm 35. He can be like 33. I, I'm not comfortable with anything before that. I'm just, I'm just not. Wait, so you're not comfortable. You, have, you ain't dated nobody in your life. You're so right. You so, know, I should open up my my. No, mind. no, I don't. No, because I, I, that, that's a standard. That's a standard. I just want to know why. Um, I don't know. I just don't. It's more comfortable for me to feel. I don't know. And I guess I've always heard, too, that men don't mature as fast as women. And so when you're dating a younger man, you got to consider what his mindset really would be. But I don't want to discriminate and automatically assume they're all immature because they're younger. So I don't know. I'm going to let God guide me. But there is a certain number like that. That's absolute no, because it's funny. I actually get hit on by like 25 year olds all the time. Really? Absolutely. They're always like those guys. Those 25? guys, yeah, they'll be like twenty five, twenty six. How old they think you are? I guess they think I'm in my twenties too. I don't know. <laughs> Do you even ask them? Do you even give them any attention? Yeah, or- one guy. I, no, no. Um, what? Said, no, no. no. <laughs> Because um, we need to be able to share experiences in some sense. But I'm right? y'all have to have some dialogue to know he's twenty five. Oh yes. So he he told me he was twenty five, right. and right. he like ran down his stuff to me. He was like, I have a. I have a small business. I have a home. I graduated from this. Pl- I forgot what university, but he was like, I graduated uh, with honors and blah, blah, blah. Like he's running stuff down. And he was like, and I've been looking for a church home. And I don't know if you go to a church where they have like young adult events, but I'd love for me like to come with you or something. And so that's what prompted me to say, well, how old are you? Um, you know, and when he told me, I said, you know, there are some wonderful youth events. Um at several churches that I know and I can, you know, direct you there. I even know some really nice young ladies that I can, you know, let you befriend or, you know, send them your way, whatever, whatever, if you want to get to know some people. But it was a no for me. Was, was this somebody no. you met face to face or they just DM'd you? No, he was DM'd me on Facebook. But we had a lot of mutual friends, so I didn't think he was like a random robot, you know? <laughs> but he DM'd me. We had a lot of mutuals. I was just like, no, you're a baby. My youngest sister and I are 10 years apart. Okay. And the mindset is dramatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. no, if you don't know the SpongeBob from my day versus the one these kids got now, the SpongeBob now ain't SpongeBob and like SpongeBob from back in my day did, okay? If you don't know Animaniacs, Bugs, Bunny, Tom and Jerry, the Roadrunner, huh? You don't know about none of that? Oh, we can't. Nostalgia. Pinky, you don't know Pinky in the Brain? I don't brain. even like rats, okay? But I will watch Pinky. You mean to tell you don't know what any of that is? We're not compatible. Sorry. So when yeah. you look at this situation, this conundrum that you're in, mm-hmm. you desire marriage. I do. You're hopeful for love. Do you want kids? I'm at the point now, I can honestly say, yes, I've always wanted kids. I've always wanted to be a mother. However, I have accepted that if the Lord doesn't do it, he knows better than me. Why? I still want to be in love, though. I still want to be married. So even if that marriage does not contain children, I still want that. But I've always wanted to be a mother. But I honestly um, would leave it in the hands of my husband pretty much. Like, oh, you want to try? Cool. Let's try. Um, You know, like I'm just open. Um. I have always had a goal to be a mom because of the mom that I had. I wanted to be the opposite of what I was born into. 
Let's talk about so. that. We talked about that one time. Uh, well, in our pre-interview, we had a conversation about that. Are you open to talk about your upbringing? Absolutely. Let's okay, go. Okay, let's talk about your upbringing. You just said you want to be the opposite of your mom. Who was your yeah. mom and what was that experience like? So my mother had eight children by eight different men. And I always, from a very young age, knew that that would not be my story. Um, my father was in prison my whole life. I, I met him. I remember meeting him when I was like a little girl one time. And then I didn't meet him again until I was turning 22 years old. And he was released from prison after serving 17 years. Then he went right back within a year and they gave him life. Um, my mom, if you calculate all the years she was in and out, she probably done served about the same amount of doggone time. Like a straight up gangster. Okay. So deep down, don't mess with me now. Because it's in the blood, okay? The gangster's in the blood. But uh, but my mom, you know, she just could never get it together. Um, and what I understood later was that she didn't have an ideal relationship with my grandmother. My grandmother raised all her daughters, but she didn't raise my mom. And it was not really because my grandmother chose to do that. My grandmother was in a very um, toxic relationship with my mom's father, and he literally held her to the side of the house with a gun and threatened her um, and made her give my mom to my great grandma. It's a whole thing or something. I don't know. I don't want to say the story wrong, but he basically took my mother from my grandmother and was not going to allow her to raise her. Um, my mother feels a way, obviously, because here you have all these other daughters with your last name. And my mom is the only one with a different last name, was not raised in the house with y'all. So I can understand you feeling a way about your life, feeling like your mom didn't want you. You didn't have the close, you know, mom daughter relationship. And then here you go start having kids. But now my thing is, if you knew that you didn't have a good mother or you didn't feel you had a good mother why not try to be better for your own children yeah and that's why i don't like people who sit there and say well he you know they're like this because you know they they grew up without a dad they grew up without a mom if you knew that you didn't have the ideal situation you have the blueprint for what to do do the opposite yeah Okay, like you don't get to walk around with an excuse of I can't raise my kids. I'm not going to be a healed person. I'm going to walk around being angry. I'm going to walk around committing crimes because that's what my mama did. This is a free country. No matter who running it, it's free. Yeah, We all have opportunity to do better. So do that. Period. So my mom is, you know, in and out of jail. Finally, the court says that she cannot have me anymore. Things happened to me. I was abused in multiple ways as a child. I mean, I was burned in the back with cigarettes. I was hit in the head. I was sexually abused. I had all kinds of things happen to me as a child. And most of it, it's funny, God was, God allows me not to remember it. It's like documented, but I don't remember. Documented where? Documented on paperwork. Like, I guess when you, when children are like CPS cases yeah. type things, okay. you know? Okay, so you're in that system. Yeah, so all my mother's children were taken from her or she gave them away pretty much. So, you know, all of us were born with either alcohol or drugs in our system or both. I was born with alcohol. I think my brother was born with drugs and alcohol. Most of them were born with drugs and alcohol. And that contributes to me now being better with who I am and my body and things like that and me working on who I am. Because if the worst thing about me is that I'm overweight and I got crooked bottom teeth, let's praise God. Because Down syndrome could have been my portion. Talk about it. Talk about it. So thank you, Jesus, that this is all I got to fix. Talk about it. 
along with my emotional state of mind and healing from the trauma that I've been through. Yes. But thank God that this is what's wrong with me. And is it really wrong or is it just something that needs to be adjusted? Yeah. Right. All about So, so, so God is good. And so every single one of my brothers and sisters were scattered out, raised by different family members. Some were adopted outside of the family. Some, I, we, I don't even know them. Um, I do have a relationship with my sister. My oldest brother passed away. And this is a perfect example of, you know, choosing your path. You can be like what you came from or you can lead a different life. I am not the poster child for being a perfect person and rising above my circumstances. I'm not perfect. But I will say I tried my best to be a certain way because of what I saw. Yeah. Unfortunately, my brother went down the same path as my mom. And it unfortunately led to his death. And the craziest thing, this is about to trip you out. My mother was pregnant with my brother and went into labor at Tarrant County Jail. Mm. They took her to give birth to him at JPS Hospital. His incident that led to his death happened at Tarrant County Jail and he died at JPS Hospital. Wow. They said that he hung himself in his cell. He was in custody when all this took place. It was a whole big thing. That was when I learned to put grief to the side for business purposes because I had to plan the funeral. I had to be the one to decide when he would be removed from life support. I was trying to be respectful to the family and everybody. My grandmother, you know, couldn't just handle it. Right. So I was trying to make sure that this was all happening around my birthday, too. So I was trying to time out the day like we ain't doing it on my birthday we're not doing it too close you know it happened on august 18th we ended up letting him uh get off the court on august 31st so it was a lot but it taught me so much and now i'm understanding who i am today is understanding that everything that has happened in my life was for me not to me yeah because somebody has to know oh wow i ain't even been through that much so let me know that I, let them know I can make it. I can keep going. I didn't go through this, you know, and that doesn't diminish anything that anyone else has been through. But I have suffered through a lot of different things. And it is only God. I can honestly say it is only God that got me to where I am right this second. Because people will be like, well, how are you so funny? How are you so joyful? God, I thought I would be a miserable human. I really did. I just, it just didn't happen. So first of all, uh, you have my condolences for the loss of your brother. What year was that? So it's been nine years ago, I think. I don't remember the exact year. Well, it was nine I mean, I years think, ago. Yeah, the same year Mike Brown's situation happened is what I know because uh, I just remember my pastor was attending Mike Brown's funeral when he called me um, to kind of express his, um, you know, condolences and things like that too. So, So you were raised by who? I was raised by my grandmother. Um, my grandmother had raised all her girls by herself and then turned around and custody of me and my oldest brother that passed away were given to her. But she took him home from the hospital. So when he was born, she so that was like her son. Yeah, that's the only There was a different love that she had for him. Um, I was not given to my grandmother until maybe five, six years because finally, you know, when so many things happen to a child, they're going to eventually be like, oh, you can't get her back. So finally, I was given custody of me was given to my grandmother. Um, so did you ever spend any time in the foster care system? Did you ever have any foster parents? I don't remember if I did. I said, know all said, the other siblings did. I personally don't remember. So that part was just blocked. So you said it's certain parts of your childhood you just don't remember. At I all. do not remember. Then there's certain pieces that I do. I remember one time, and I don't know how old I was, but there was a there was a, a trap house uh, in our hometown. And it was green. 
And my mother came and picked me up from my grandmother's house. And she took me to that house with her. And I remember the police came and my mama put me in the closet. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, what would you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Would you take up a new hobby, catch up on some sleep, complete reading the book you've never had time to finish but always promised that you would? Did you know the best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is by knowing what's important to you and making it a priority? Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I could not become the person I am today without therapy, to be honest with you. My vulnerability and transparency were cultivated in therapy and it served as a foundation in which the beloved Dear Future Wifey podcast was built. Now, as you know, relationships of all kinds are important to me. Therapy helps with learning positive coping skills, managing expectations of myself and others, and most importantly, establishing healthy boundaries. Oh boy, life is stressful, ain't it? Now, therapy is a safe space to recalibrate and recenter. Now, can I be transparent with you? Since the inception of this podcast, I've always wanted to do this right here for better help. Why? Because so many of you reach out to me seeking referrals for therapy services after each episode. My heart has been overwhelmed by the outpouring of you desiring help to show up better in life. And guess what? I believe the world is a better place with better help. It's entirely online, too. Designed to fit your schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Wifey today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Wifey. And I just remember that happening. I remember what the inside of that house looks like. All that stuff, right? Um, they ended up leaving. Everything, I guess, was fine. Um, but there's certain things that I remember. Um, I remember my mother coming to get me. I remember being with my stepmom a lot because my mama would just leave me with whoever for whatever, you know? Um, she wouldn't, she had no stable housing. So it was just like, here, you watch the baby today. <laughs> you you watch her next week. And then when she would leave me, she nobody knew when she was coming back to get me again. Um, my stepmother told me that she would, you know, drop me off in the same clothes that she picked me up in days before or a week before. And so I would just hear all these stories of how I looked as a child and that they, you know, saw that there were burns on my back and just different things. And you don't um, remember where those came from? No. I, no. So those are parts that a lot of the abuse right, that happened right. to you, God just I'm covered so grateful, though. Yeah. Um, you know, my aunt, I have an aunt on my dad's side. I love her so much. She said um, she used to be involved in drugs heavily as well. And her and my mom were best buds. And she hit me in the head when I was little. She said that I was just crying and she just didn't want to hear it. So she clocked, she threw a hand bone and it hit me in the head and I was out of there. And I said, that's how I woke up with these accents. Because <laughs> I must have woken up and thought I was someone else. From somewhere else. You hear stories of people waking up and they think they're someone they think they're someone else. Felicia, so it ended up being a blessing. Felicia, I don't think that's what happened. <laughs> that's how you gotta look at it, right? I mean, it is what it is. But yeah, you know, but she she we laugh about it now because she's a completely different human. But yeah. She hit you with a hammer? Ham bone. Oh, a ham bone. A ham bone. She yeah. A, a ham, ham bone. bone. Oh, you got bone. real country and threw a ham bone. A at ham you. bone. I think I was like one ham bone. And to this day, she'll talk about it. 
And it's hilarious to me now, but yeah. People are not in their, you know, when people are living certain lifestyles, they're not in their right mind. You know what I mean? And that's another reason I tell people it's only God that can make me think like this. Because when you hear some of the things that have happened to me, people be like, how do you even speak to these people? How do you even? Well, I mean, I, I look, I'm looking at them through a different lens. I'm looking at them through a lens of healing now. Like if they've changed, one thing I say is if somebody is making an effort to be a different person and turn from their wicked ways give them the opportunity to do so yeah because that's god right the devil don't want you to change he wants you to be the same person you were for however long until you finally get to the end of the road and now your time is up yeah so it's god if somebody's trying to turn their life around and be a different person and seek the lord through that change i'm waiting for my mother to get there but i'm believing that she will one day and so you grew up in what city Cleburne, Texas. I'm gonna look in the camera. I'm gonna give a shout out to Cleburne. Soon as, cause you can't say the you can't say the name of that town and not get a good old Southern accent. Cleburne coming on Cleburne, Texas, and that's why I love white people so much. Why you love them so much? Cause I grew up around them. How they treat you? They treated me darn good. I'm gonna tell you right that gum now. <laughs> Some of the best women in my life are older white women. I love. Shout out to Mindy Rosser at Rosser Funeral Home. I don't want nobody else touching my dead body. Okay. Um, but I love them so much and I love to be an advocate for people because, you know, the internet is such a hateful place. Mm -hmm. There's all this racism, this racism that I cannot tell you I've experienced that because I grew up around white people. They have loved me. I have loved them. It does not mean that I'm racist against my own people because I know some people are going to take that right there and no, they don't they hear can't. what they want. Well, I won't, I won't let them because the crazy thing about it is that I grew up around all white people. Yeah. My church, I grew up in the assemblies of God. Only black family in an all-white church in Mesquite, Texas. First Assembly of God. Uh, when we were struggling financially, uh, the church would actually, members from the church would come and show up and and bring groceries to my family. My, mm-hmm. my oldest brother, his first car was given to him by one of the members of the church. Gave him a nice little station wagon. Gave him that when he was able to drive. Uh, anytime I was going to kids camp, we would go um, and we'll spend a week at kids camp. My family couldn't afford it. It was some family at the church that sponsored me to go. And so for the first 17 years of my life, I grew up around white people at a white church doing vacation Bible school, all that stuff. And my best friends at church were white. And then I come to the hood and then I have my hood friends or whatever. So um, like you said, not experienced racism. I haven't experienced racism from a big standpoint like Mm -hmm. that, but it's just intermittently where, you know, you know, dealing with a cop or dealing with whatever, somebody at a store or whatnot. But uh, yeah, I have a very well balanced approach on, you know, race relations because I, I I grew up that. And then I went to Covenant Church out in Carrollton. Um, I went to Ibach for the first five years of my adult salvation. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up going to Covenant Church, where it's a multicultural church. At the time, it was a white pastor and a very multicultural church. And then I went to Trinity, which is a multicultural church yeah. right around the corner. So it's like I've always felt like I know heaven ain't all black and I know heaven ain't all white. And so I say as a people, uh, and when I say people, I mean the human race has to learn how to get along and cohabitate with each other and see each other and love on each other, whatnot. And so, yeah, no, you ain't gonna get no hate on Dear Future Wifey podcast when you say that. Right, no, I love it. I love it. I love I tell people it is a beautiful thing when you have 
the love of another race and you can testify to yeah, it because yeah. the internet is ready for yep. every situation to be racist. And I tell people also, let's not assume everything is racist. Maybe educate them. I work in an office full of nothing but white people. I'm the only black woman on my team at work. I love my boss. I love my team. They are so good to me. Those are beautiful white women, S Southern white women. Okay. Every now and then I pull this out just to be funny. Cause they, they know they talk like this. Okay. No, but I love them and I love that they ask me certain questions because it's an opportunity to educate. Yes. Not yes. get so angry when they ask me questions about my hair. Okay, let me let me let you know about black yeah. hair. Yeah. So now you know. Yeah. No, we don't like people to touch our hair. We're not a pet. Okay, I'm not your dead gum hamster. Okay? Don't come up to me petting on my dead gum hair. Don't ask me. Nothing about how I wash it. How you okay? wash it? How you wash how it? How I wash it? Because do y'all wash it every week? You know, they love that question. <laughs> y'all are not allowed to wash it every day, right? No, because it'll fall out, that gummit. Okay? But educate them so they know. Don't get angry and just assume that they're trying to have a race. Like, I hate when people do that. Yeah. It's like, she just asked you a question. <laughs> just maybe nicely answer her question so she knows. Do you wash it? Yeah. Tell her how you wash your hair. <laughs> so good lord. So in this in this journey, so then you go to you come from this uh tumultuous lifestyle growing up from your when did, did your mom actually get it together at any point? She did, has not. Okay, Unfortunately, so. she is still to this very moment in that same lifestyle. Um, and it's unfortunate. I never have, uh, you know, went to the prison to visit her. I went to visit my mama one time in Johnson County Jail, and she had she was prostituting. And my sister and I went to visit her. I will never forget. She, My sister said, Mama, why did you steal that man's truck and his TV? She said, because I was tricking with him, and he ain't paid me my money. I said, well, dang, how much do you charge? Because <laughs> if you charge that much, we might need to create a family business. <laughs> you stole the man's truck and a brand new flat screen because he did not pay her for she says tricking with him I said I need to know your rates because it seemed like this need to be a family business at this point because how, how they're paying you that much and so she got locked up. Listen, they locked up. Yeah, she stole the man's truck and his flat screen because she because he didn't pay her. And then so and then so so right now is she out or is she still in jail? She's out. She's actually been out of prison. She was released from prison about maybe five. Years. She, this is the longest she. I'm telling you, I'm shocked. I'm sure. Have you tried to re, uh, rebuild um, our relationship? No, because anytime we speak, it's only to ask me for money. Yeah. Now I have made it very clear I will always feed you, provide your toiletries, things like that. If you, you know, I would do yeah. like Walmart grocery pickup orders for her and things, but it's always money. And this is how I learned how to deal with homeless people on the street and things like that. Because when they ask for certain things, um, what when they ask you for money for certain things, I know to say, Oh, you're hungry, I'll go get you something to eat. And if they decline, yep. you, you know, know they you didn't know. want no food. Exactly. Exactly. My mother does this. Yep. So, you know, when my brother was dying, she'd be like, well, I just need money for the bus. Oh, but you live uh, exit up where I will take you home. Well, I need some money to get some food. 
Okay. On the way to take you home, <laughs> I will take you wherever you want to go to get some food. Well, yes. just forget it, Felicia. Oh, you weren't hungry. <laughs> you weren't hungry. Okay. You hungry for something else. And I don't supply that Talk food. about forget it. Talk about forget My it. My God does not supply those meals. <laughs> so no, ma'am. No, and I love her with yeah. my whole soul, and I pray for her. And it took me a long time to be able to pray for her because for the longest, I don't want to say I hated her because I didn't, but I was just like, I throw my hands up, I'm done, I don't care yeah. what happens to her yeah. or what happens with her. I am not there anymore. I pray for her all the time. I'm asking God to continuously cover her, protect her. And I am hopeful that one day she'll have an encounter. And if she doesn't, it's not on me. Right. Right. Like I honor her by praying for her because people will say, well, how do you honor an absent parent? You honor her by respecting the fact that she's your mother. You'll never get me to cuss her out. Yeah. You'll never get me to holler and scream at her. I I try not to even do that. And if I feel like you're going to take me there, I'm just going to hang up because I'm not going to go to hell for disrespecting you, regardless of the fact that you were absent from me and didn't do your job. That's good. So I'm going to be held accountable for God, how I respond and react to you regardless. And I won't allow myself to be a disrespectful child, despite the fact that you didn't raise me at all to be to be respectful. Had the same conversation with my son Armani uh, around Christmas time with his dad, who's in who's in prison. And, uh, you know, he says some off the wall stuff when he calls or whatnot. I'll be trying to give him Mm -hmm. the phone. He don't want to talk. I was like, listen. This is your father. You're going to give him respect. Yeah. Like, that's, 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 you, you owe him, I don't, I don't, I don't know, but, you know, you owe him respect at the right. end of the day. I say you got to sit on the phone, talk to him for a whole hour, but you can get on the phone. Even if you don't want to talk back, you can let him talk to you. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, the Bible says, honor your father and mother and the Lord for your days will be long. Yeah. You know, and at the end of the day, just, just respect. You know, and the last time, you know, he called, he actually got on the phone with him and talked to him. And the dad was like, hey, you got anything you want to say? He was like, no. You know what I'm saying? And I said, that's good. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Congrats. Hey, Armani, I'm proud of you. Thank you that's for wonderful. actually just listening, you know. And the dad was like, all right, well, all right. You know what I'm saying? And so mm-hmm. when I hear the 35-year-old version of my 20-year-old son that's going through stuff, you know, that I have no control over. You can't right. control what the other parent does or whatnot. Um, okay, other parent, like that's my baby mama. But what, what, is, what, what his parent does, <laughs> yeah. you know, you adopt a kid, it's a, it becomes something different. But what, what his parents do, uh, but I can teach him how to treat his parents with grace and yeah. respect. That's um, what you got to give Still, him. he can't, he won't ever do that with his mom. He just, he has a lot dealing with his mom. But um, I love the fact that you understand your heart position and to be self-aware enough to know that, hey, it hasn't always been like this, that you had to evolve into this. I had to this. grow. I had to heal into yeah. that. Like God has done a mighty work. And also, even when I think about my father, that man is in prison for some horrible things that I shall not even get into. But I still respect him. I still am grateful that that's my father because at the same time that I was born into generational curses, God gave me generational gifts to steward. That man can sing. And so can I. So if that was not my blood, if that didn't, if that DNA didn't run through me, that gift, I do not believe would be here. Teach. So thank you to that man. Yeah. For even allowing himself to create me and have me be here and have a gift that was passed down from his mama's mama to his mama to him now is in me. Yeah. And I'm grateful for that. There's no way I would have this voice without that man. 
So thank him for that above anything else. And for that alone, I will give him honor and I will give him respect. What do you think you got from your mom? I think I got from my mom. My mama is, my mama will give you the shirt off her back. The problem is she helps the wrong people. And I have been exactly like her in that sense. My mama is very generous. She just generous Don't say to that. the wrong folks. Okay. She, oh, you thought I was going to yeah. say she generous with the wrong thing. Yeah. So I thought oh, she yeah. Was... That, that, yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm not generous with mine. Huh? Come on now. Oh, I'm not going to be that generous. Oh, but when it's time, the overflow shall commence. Because, listen. That's why I told you I don't judge folks. That's what I'm about to say. You said you don't, I was going to go there. You said you don't judge people because of what? I don't judge anybody. So, yes, I'm a Christian young woman withholding myself, but I don't judge nobody out there committing a sin that I don't have access to commit. <laughs> Sex ain't my struggle because the door ain't open to have none. <laughs> I, what I'm going to judge you for? You struggling with the sex. I'm struggling with the lust. You getting some. I wants to get some. <laughs> I'm over here fighting for my life not to go out and get some. Not to call somebody up and say, hey, just real quick. Do you do you mind coming on over real quick? Listen, I don't just because what for what? That's why I don't understand these older women in the church. Y'all so quick to talk about the young women and the sins that you think we're committing. You don't know for sure, but you think we're committing because you don't have access to commit them. Of course, you can't get out there and goose on nobody. You've been married for 62 years to the same person. It don't get up no more. But you know that if you stepped out, that's breaking the covenant. So, of course, you can talk about us because that ain't that ain't your struggle. Of course, they can talk about us having a spirit of vanity and wearing all this makeup and lashes. Baby, if you don't know how to put them on, just ask me. I'm going to show you. It's always, they, listen, we can have a whole different conversation about the, the, the them, but I don't want to be one of them, right? I don't want to judge anybody for the sins they're committing that I don't know if myself was put in the position that I wouldn't do because I am a human, okay? The terrorists. So listen, Liz. I've been talking to friends about the possibility of diversifying my podcast guests and having people on from different backgrounds. And so I, I need you to warm me up to like, what okay. if I had, you know, somebody from, let's say, uh, Ireland or something on the podcast. Oh, the Irish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Dorlin. And so, well, should I look at the camera? Yes, you should look at the oh, camera. Well, if you're if you're going to come and talk to Lateris. Yes. What what, oh. what 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 do you think they should talk to me about in their culture about oh, their well, dating? I think they talk about sex as well. Especially as an Irish Christian, I stay away from the lucky charms. Oh, I'm not out there trying to get the men's lucky charms. Oh, there's too much at the end of the rainbow for me. I've got to stay. I've got to stay consistent with the Lord. Oh. So, so, um, you know, somebody that I've been really wanting to sit down and talk to, like a lot of people are trying to get me to go to the UK and stuff like that. And mm, so, you know, what would it be like if, 
you know, I had somebody, like somebody, one of the Brits on the podcast. Oh, you know. darling, I think it'd be exquisite. And, and so, you know, what, what what do you think that they would talk to me about as far as their couple? Let's say we get a married woman uh, that's British, and how would she talk about her husband on the podcast? Oh, I think she'd say that marriage is hard work. It's a lovely, lovely fairy tale in the beginning. But it's not always cookies and cream. It's not always a spoonful of sugar, if you will. And a spoonful does not always help the medicine go down. Indeed. Indeed. I think they would I think they would love it. And hearing the Queen's English is very much superior for any podcast. It is. I would it? much rather speak this way than the way of the silly Americans, my word. Why why why, why do y'all look down on Americans a lot? Well, why? good lord, look at you. You're all obese. <laughs> all of you. All of you are obese. So what? <laughs> That's literally what I've heard. That is literally what they say on TikTok. All Americans are fat. Let me not get on here and prove your point, but <laughs> I mean, golly, that is all they say about us. The Americans are all overweight. Golly, we got chemicals in our food to blow us up. <laughs> Help us. Who else do you think we, we, we should have on the podcast? What other ethnicities? Well, um, let's see. I don't know. Who 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 would you? What, what, what? you know? I, I know if you have some 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 celebrities, get Toya. Toya. I think she'll be. I think she'll say something like this. Um, a lot of people know me as Little Wayne's baby mama. Yep. Yep. But me and Wayne were in love. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And, and, yeah, Toy. You, and you told me this before. You were in one of my plays. You told me you you hate for people to refer to you as just a baby mom. As that Lil you Wayne's was a wife. Baby mom. I'm a I'm a woman of many things. I have a lot of talent. Yep. And I'm a mother before everything, baby. Yep. Okay. Yep. My daughter Regine. Yep. And Rainbow. Yep. That's my life. That's my heart. Yep. Yep. Okay, anything in the world I do is for them. It's not always about Lil Wayne and being his baby mama. Right. Okay. Right. You're a business you're a businesswoman in your own right. Very and, much. Okay. Uh, you you're well accomplished and shout out to you and your new husband. <laughs> yes. uh, you know, I appreciate that. Yes. Um, and she's so beautiful. She very, is very so beautiful. Yeah, that's my buddy. You know somebody I've been trying to get on the podcast for a minute. Ooh. And I'm gonna get Kevin on stage to go ahead and make the connect. Yeah. They people. Oh, I know. I want Tabitha Brown and Chance on the podcast. Oh, so yes. so so if I was talking yes. to Tabitha Brown. Oh, okay. Let me look, look. Let me deepen my voice up because you know, y'all all right, all right, very good. Look, I got to warm that one up. All right. And so 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 uh -huh. Tabitha, I want to know. Like I've been trying to reach out to you to come on the podcast. Why is it taking you so long to come here? Listen, everybody wants Tab. Uh huh. Uh, you ever been sitting at home watching somebody else on TV? And you think to yourself, I, I would love to do that. Yeah. Uh, but I just got to make the time. Yeah. Uh huh. It's be, I'm very busy, so, which, so, which is very good. So, so you so you're aware of my podcast? You, you oh, know, I'm I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm well aware. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, matter of fact, one of my favorite young ladies, Felicia Deshay, was on there on your podcast. Okay. I love her. You I love, love her, her very, very, very much. Okay. And she's very good. Uh huh. So I, I saw uh, you leave a comment under her video where she did an impersonation of you. And oh, I saw yeah. oh, she she's very good. Okay, and that and that's her business. Yeah. All right. Listen, uh, I'm trying to get her to go vegan. Uh huh. Because she talks about she wants to lose weight. I'm gonna help her. 
Oh, you are? Uh-huh, I'm going to try to help her. Okay, you think she'll pay attention? You think she's going to do it? Oh, she's dedicated. She's determined. Uh-huh. Okay, all right. Me and Chance was just talking about it. She's very determined. Okay, that's good. Uh-huh. Well, listen, Tabitha, I appreciate you for stopping by and coming to the podcast. It's been a oh, long time th- coming, so I appreciate thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Y'all, y'all be good. Listen, have the most amazing day. But even if you can't, don't you dare go messing up nobody else's here. Yes, ma'am. Very good. Very yes, ma'am. Good. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> Listen, Felicia, I want to encourage you on your journey of love. I think you're an amazing person. What you don't realize is that um, people love to laugh. You the reason why you've been able to foster um, the relationships that you've been able to foster even growing up. You said you were always a popular kid because you had a lot of friends. Yeah, Um, I, I believe that the person that God has uniquely designed for you those attributes that you have, he's going to celebrate. He's going to love. He's going to be like, man, my wife is so silly. We yeah, sit up and I talk. Hope so I can't wait. Well, the other thing too, a lot of times people think that someone like you that's never dated, uh, you had one date, so we're gonna give glory on that. So we can, you can no longer say glory, no. We're but... gonna give it to. Her. We're gonna say you went out there. Okay, okay. Yeah, you tried. We, we got the one in. One got, in. Yeah. One yeah, in. Because yeah. it starts from one. Yeah. You know, the process starts with one. Yeah. <laughs> But they'll think that you're very rigid, that like when you were talking about like how you're so you are waiting till marriage to have sex, right? I'm going to do my absolute best, Latarius, okay? Um, (laughs) No, yes, yes, yes. In Jesus' name, yes, okay? Yes, yes. You convincing yourself every time you say yes? Every time, yes. Because I have an example to set. Yeah, absolutely, that is the goal. Absolutely. Do you believe it? For sure. <laughs> I looked at your eyes. No, no, for real though. Yes, that's the goal. That's the absolute goal. Because I want to honor God and I want I want it to be blessed. I want us to get listen, and I want the wedding night to be explosive. Oh, I want the I want the angels to be in the room, huh? And I can't wait because I'm trying to do all the things. The things. All the things. When you've been withholding yourself, living a pure lifestyle, and you ain't even coming close to nothing, you best believe <laughs> I want to try everything. <laughs> In a safe, loving environment with a person that I love and trust more than anybody in the world. Let's jump off the dresser, sir. Come on now. The island in the kitchen? Okay. Huh? The living room chair? Bet. I'm big, but I'm flexible. And I'm, (laughs) listen, let's try, because it'll be all in good context, right? It'll be all for the glory of God. That's warfare. That is warfare. When you are having sex in a biblical context, that is warfare. Let's go to war. Felicia, how I did... told you I was a soldier in the army. Of well, the Lord. well, why is it warfare, Felicia? And it, you listen. This is how people will be like. Well, how do you know that you're meant to be married? Because the devil don't want me married. He wants me to be a hoe. <laughs> Come on now. You think the devil wants me to be in a biblical marriage, giving honor to God, being an example for my family and my nieces and nephews and future children and showing marriage in a godly sense? You think the devil wants that? Come on now. It has to be a desire from the Lord. Amen. And I'm excited. So and I know now that me waiting all this time, I really wasn't ready. At all. I had to grow. I had to change. I had to be open to some new things. I had to understand that that it is true when people say you got to heal yourself first. I don't want to run that man off with my trauma. 
So now I'm open to it. I'm ready for it because I'm excited to be an example. I'm excited to be somebody's peace, to be somebody's joy. Baby, we can argue and I'm going to try to make you laugh. Like the person I am, I know I'm going to be a blessing. I don't think I would have been a blessing to somebody three years ago, four years ago. Why? Who was that person? She was very bitter because it hadn't came. I was not able to have friends and see them announce a baby or announce an engagement and be happy for them without being sorrowful for myself. And now I'm able to see that. And I'm like, yes, even someone I'm not even friends with anymore announced a baby the other day. And I was so I, I cried. I was so grateful to God Good, because I had fasted for you when we were friends. You did. I had prayed for you because I'm thinking when it's my turn, I want that same energy. Yeah. I pour prayers into people's marriages. I speak life over my friends' marriages and people that even ain't my friends. Because when it's my time, I want that same blessing poured back into me. Everybody's like, marriage is work. So is breathing Mm. if you're overweight. (laughs) (laughs) Why does it always go that way? It just goes a different direction. (laughs) Life is work. No, seriously. No, let me be serious. Lateris, <laughs> you know I'm losing weight. I done lost 10 pounds in the past month, but I was 40 pounds over this at the beginning of last year. Real talk. What did you say to me when we talked in and December? And it was hard to breathe, huh? What you say to me in December when we were saying I told up- you, wait, wait, let's do the pot. Give me time to at least lose one roll before we do the before we do the episode. Let me lose at least one roll so that one can be gone, Lord. I'm excited to keep losing weight. I want to be able to lotion without being out of breath. Amen. And I'm excited for it. Come on now. The next time I sit on here in this couch, I'm going to be crossing my legs. <laughs> When's the last time you crossed your legs? Listen. <laughs> Felicia, be <laughs> I don't know. Let's take I don't know. I don't know. You don't want to brought up your cross your legs. So go. Listen, when the husband comes, they don't need to be crossed. Amen. <laughs> when the time comes, we don't ain't gonna be no crossing of the legs, baby. But it's okay. We don't need to. <laughs> we don't need to listen. We don't need to have them cross all the time. I'm I'm fine like this right now. So, but listen, I'm I'm I am excited to keep losing weight. I want to be my best self. I want to be the best. Now you should love me where I'm at. Because if you don't love me where I'm at, then when I get where I'm going, you don't deserve it. <laughs> you don't deserve it. Okay. Because it's gonna be new tricks, and you don't deserve that. Love me and help me get to my goal. I would love a man to come in my life and be like, yeah, sis, let's go work out. Like, okay, cool. Cause I'm I'm new to it. I don't yeah. know what to do when I go to the gym. I'm trying and I'm gonna give a try. Amen. Good. I'm gonna just keep trying and being the best version of me that I can be every single day. That's all I can do is put in the work. You said something that resonates with a lot of my viewers and listeners, because <clears throat> I get so many people. You said you have a struggle with what illness do you have? So I have polycystic ovarian syndrome and PCOS, PCOS um, which is a hormonal disorder. It does not mean it does. It can cause infertility. It does. Um, the kind that I have is insulin resistance, meaning that it makes me overweight. 
So everybody ain't sitting up eating burgers all day. And that's why we're big. Okay. Cause I know a lot of y'all love to say, just go to the gym. Just stop eating crap. Okay. I can eat 12 carrots a day <laughs> and that's it. And still be this size. Cause it is a hormone thing. But I love to educate people on it so that they understand this is the cause of the weight gain. It's insulin resistance. And once you start to treat that now, which we're doing, now we're losing weight. Yeah. Um, but it does not mean you cannot have children because usually once you lose the weight, your symptoms go away with the insulin resistance PCOS, which I have. Also, it's a hormonal disorder. So a lot of people think that it means your your ovaries don't work. Your, your, my, all my parts are operating according to the glory of God. Okay, I just got them checked two weeks ago. The engine and the motor are great. Okay, the oil changes happen with a little help. See, that's really what it is. PCOS is you're not having a normal cycle. Okay, which means you're not dropping eggs. Right. PCOS women are more likely to also have multiple children. Um, I found out. I did not know that. Um, so yeah, it's just a hormonal disorder. It doesn't mean I cannot have kids. It, it's 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 nothing that's not treatable, reversible. Yeah. So um, I think a lot of people mistake it for what, something else. It does not. I, my parts are great. Let me set the record straight. <laughs> so and I'm grateful to that. Glory be to God. And as we lose this weight, we won't even have the symptoms. What's your goal? I don't have a number goal. I have a size goal. Um, and I don't know. Exa- I'll, I'll know what the size is when I get there. I just want to be like a curvy. Like I want to be a. I don't ever want to be skinny, but I want to be like, you know, curvy with a flat, like Takara. Takara, who? Top model. Oh, top model. Yeah, 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 like that. Or there's a makeup influencer named Edith Berlin. Um, that's the body goal right there. Look her up. Edith Berlin. It's like Iris. I-R-I-S-B-E-L-I-N. But she's gorgeous. To me, she has the absolute, like, that's my body goal. So what she's is that? Not skinny. Is, that is that a 16 or? I think she's like a 14 or 16, maybe. I don't know what she is, but she's, she has a flat stomach and she's got curves. And... She's thick. Yeah. Like, that's the goal. I don't want to be like skinny and my body structure won't allow right. it anyway. Like, that's what people also don't know when they say these ignorant things. Everybody's body structure is different. I could never be an eight if I wanted to. It's not the structure of my body would not allow it. Okay, these bones are nice and thick. Amen. Like so a Tyrannosaurus said, so you, Rex. So you said when you was a little, <laughs> when you was a little kid, you were always uh, a thicker kid. I was. Kid. I was. Yeah. Um. I was not considered like obese, but like I was definitely overweight for my for my age. Um. But it was just God was so good though. Like I'm telling you, like the friends that I had were great friends. I was friends with the cheerleaders, the dance team. I was in theater. So, and I think it's because of my personality that I didn't get like the, it didn't penetrate. The bullying didn't penetrate. Right. Cause every now and then when somebody would make a fat joke or something, again, remember I'm yeah. a roaster. Yeah. So, you know, I would flip it into a comedy session. Are you like you know? that as a little kid too? Yeah. Little kid. Yeah. Oh That's wait, good. a little kid. I wasn't overweight. Okay. Like, yeah, like it's it's more when I became like a tween, you know, like that okay. 10, 10, 11, 12 age. When you hit That's, puberty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense then. So. Well, listen, so you're taking dates. I right? am accepting applications. Applications. Yeah, the yeah. door is open. Walk through it if you so dare. <laughs> if you are brave and charming. Let me ask right? you this before I let you go. Is there any... Like in the dating phase, 
will it be what's too soon to get married? Like, would you would you be willing uh, or what's too long? Like either or would you say, yeah, I date some guy that, yeah. you know, you know, I think he should know whether or not he's going to marry me within this time frame or, or what is it? Yeah, I'm not one of those women that you can keep uh, dating for a year, two years, three years. No, I feel like within about six to eight months, you should know if you want to marry me because First of all, don't approach me if you're not looking for a wife. I'm not saying that I'm your wife, but have that mindset already. I believe that I have been preserved because I'm not meant to date around. I'm meant to be somebody's wife. So I don't need to go through all these extra experiences with all these men. I am meant to be somebody's wife, a blessing, a whole blessing. And so I know that there's these stigmas that, you know, well, give them like two years. Two years? No. No. And then when we get engaged, you're not about to have me engaged to you for two years. Wedding is happening in six months. Like, and it's not to rush anybody. It's just like, if your mind's made up, if my mind's made up, what are we playing games for? What are we dilly-dallying for? I'm trying to be in the will of God and I'm trying to get some. I'm just going to be honest. Ain't nobody, you're not about to, you're not about to keep me waiting for years and I'm trying to be holy and righteous. I'm serious. You're not about, we're not about said, to do you that. Said, you said you try to get some? Listen, no, that's not all it's about. You know, they're going to take that and run. No, they're going to love just it. trying to have sex. No, well, because I'm telling you, if you hear how these women talking nowadays, it's real. That's what I'm saying. The church it's has gotten struggle. so real. And that's what I love is that, no, nah, they're going to be like, hey, man, sis, I hear you, sis. I'm going to make that a real watch. Yeah, and watch you hear it, it people is, be like. It's going to be great. And, and then, you know, I love a man who his mind, like you can tell when a man's mindset is right. And a lot of the dudes that approach me too, I will say they they have this stigma about these about the big girls. You know, I don't know where this came from. I'm looking at camera when I say I don't know where y'all got this that big girls are desperate and thirsty for a man, and we'll let you lay up in our house and drive our car, baby. You won't drive this Kia, okay? You won't drive my Kia, my G wagon Kia, because I'm speaking the the G wagon into it. You won't drive that Kia, okay? That G wagon Kia. I don't know why they think big girls are so desperate and thirsty and we'll just allow anything. If that's the case, I would already have a ring yep. because plenty of men are looking for a place to stay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even trying to be funny, Lataris. I'm just saying. And it's cold season too. It's, ho it's hobosexual season. Yes, and, and I, this is a lot to cover up with. I'm going to keep you warm. And... It, of course they want to it's not going down I ain't thirsty and I ain't desperate I am single I am hopeful but I am not thirsty there it is I'm happy to wait for what God has for me I'm happy to wait for the best really and truly so don't approach me with that mindset because again you'll never get to drive that Kia okay you got to, <laughs> you got to put in some work to drive that, <laughs> drive that Kia Kia, if you would like to sponsor the podcast, Kia. make sure you reach out to us. Um, Listen, and she'll do a commercial for absolutely. you. Absolutely. You drive that tag Kia. Kia. <laughs> I would love that new Sportage. I would love it. Okay. Listen, Felicia, I enjoyed talking to you. How can people be uh, connected with you? So you guys can follow me on Instagram at Felicia Deshay, TikTok at Felicia Deshay with the number one behind it. 
And I'm also on Facebook. Felicia Hooper is my legal name, but you can look for Felicia Deshay. I'm on there. Um, so my name is pretty much the same on everything. I keep it consistent. Um, and yeah, you know, I just hope that I can be a blessing to people, that I can be an advocate for what God can do with, with a broken mess, right? And what it looks like when it becomes healed. Um, obviously, we still got work to do. And I'm grateful to do the work. I'm joyful to do the work. I'm happy to do the work. Um, so we're just moving right along. Like I wake up and choose joy Good. and that's what people see on the internet. And when I'm not feeling so joyful, I try to show that too, because I can't learn from a perfect Christian. That's good. Show me some struggle. So I know how God brought you through. So I know I can make it through. There it is. There it is. Well, listen, y'all give it up for my homie, Felicia Hooper. Yes. Oh, your middle name is Deshae, huh? My middle name is Deshae. So Felicia Deshae Hooper. Felicia Deshae, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Letaris. Letaris. <laughs> Listen, Felicia Whitfield sound cute, though. <laughs> okay. Shots fired. Y'all see that? Shots fired. I'm just playing. <laughs> Thank y'all. Ladarian. Thrusted suddenly into child protective services in 2015. My nephew. Black. A boy. The likelihood of being adopted outside of kinship... Slim to none. Armani, 16 years old, black, a boy, with five years in the foster care system before I even knew his name. The likelihood of ever being adopted? Yep, you guessed it. Slim to none. While Ladarian and Armani were trying to survive and barely thrive in an overpopulated and underfunded foster care system, I was living my own life, doing well professionally. Having been a single father with a daughter who at that point was doing well in college, it was my time to live my life, right? Wrong. I felt unsettled, tireless, agitated. There are just too many of our black children stuck in ambiguity and in the limbo of the foster care system. In 2017, I legally adopted my nephew, Ladarian. Fast forward to 2019, I had no ties to this other young king, but I felt God instructed me to adopt him also, and I obeyed. Starting over with parenting should have been enough, right? Working with various foster care and adoption agencies to help bring awareness to the countless young black kings in the foster care system should have decreased my agitation, right? Joining the board of directors of Advantage Adoption, an organization that helps find permanent adoptive homes for children in foster care should have led to some type of resolve, right? No, not at all. None of it felt like I had done enough. I now realize that every one of those experiences was laying the fundamental foundation for my life's mission, Kingdom Royale. Kingdom Royale will be a luxury, state-of-the-art home for foster boys. Our first location will be in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We will utilize the whole person approach that instills identity, empowers them to advocate for themselves, and enlightens them regarding new perspectives and limitless options that they thought were impossible. Though the young kings will attend the local public schools that are in proximity to Kingdom Royale, our at-home curriculum will broaden their worldview through participating in the arts, attending various cultural events, learning about and engaging in multifaceted discussions about current events and even relevant historical context, introducing them to gardening and landscaping and even caring for our animals on our farm and on-site stables. We just launched our startup capital campaign with the goal of raising $2.8 million. Now, why $2.8 million? Well, in 2017, I created a web series in which I performed random acts of kindness for targeting the homeless community. 
One of the most notable successes was that one of the videos went viral, garnering 28 million views. However, one of my biggest regrets is that I didn't raise a single dollar to help in implementing a more sustainable plan for the homeless community. So throughout the years, with much remorse, I reflected on not maximizing that moment. I knew if at that time, just 10% of the viewers donated $1, we would have raised at least $2.8 million that could have really established long-term support for the homeless community, or at least started a long-term initiative to do so. This is my do-over. This is our new beginning. Together, we can attack this at the root by specifically helping our homeless black boys who are already disproportionately represented in the American foster care system. I'm LaTerris R. Whitfield. I've been nominated for three regional Emmys documenting my work with the homeless as well as my personal adoption journey. Despite those accolades, the greatest award for me is truly providing the infrastructure for a transformed life. Visit KingdomRoyale.com for more details. Crown a king and make a donation today. Man, I really enjoyed talking to Felicia Hooper. Uh, she's, she's, she's a riot. You know, uh, enjoy talking. I love it. As we approach this month of love, I want y'all to be on the lookout for the song that I'm going to drop called You, Dear Future Wifey. It's going to become the theme song of the podcast as well. I'm speaking into existence as the wedding song of the year featuring David Michael Wyatt, co-written by myself and my homie, uh, Michael Bethany. So I can't wait till y'all hear this song and support it and download it. Well, here's my favorite part of the podcast where I speak to my future wifey. Dear future wifey, I find immense joy in the thought of our future together. And I envision our love story being accompanied by the sweet melody of laughter. Laughter to me is not just a sound, but a symphony that echoes the happiness and the warmth we bring into each other's lives. I believe that our love should be filled with the moments that make our hearts lighter and our connection stronger. In the journey we'll share, let's make laughter the soundtrack that plays in the background of our everyday adventures. Whether it's the joyous highs or the comforting lows, may our laughter be a constant reminder of the bond we share. Life is a series of beautiful and unpredictable scenes and I want our love story to be punctuated with shared jokes, playful banter, and the kind of laughter that leaves us breathless. In moments of celebration, let's laugh until our spirits soar, and in times of challenge, let's find solace in the healing power of shared laughter. May our home be filled with the echoes of laughter, a sound that encapsulates the love, understanding, and friendship we share. Your future hubby. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Remember, be lit. Live intentionally and transparently, and don't stop loving. Make sure to subscribe to our Dear Future Wifey YouTube channel. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. We welcome your support. Simply share our podcast with your friends and family.